What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Cut. I'm your host, Christian Williams, and I'm here, as always, with Randy Hall. Randy, how are you, man? Doing good. Enjoying the only nice day of weather here in Milwaukee today. So, it's the only time I'll see the sun. (laughs) It's coming, man. It's almost summer. Um, Cool. Yeah, we're here to talk through our NFL Mock Draft 2.0. It's been a while since we did a mock draft. A lot has changed in the NFL. And before we get into it, we're going to talk about some of the the more recent news. Uh, First thing on the docket here, Odell Beckham signed with the Ravens for a deal up to 18 million. Uh, It's 15 million base though. I think he is for sure getting 15 million, right? So it's a, it's a 1 million base, but it's a 15 million signing bonus. Sure. Um, So yeah, he's getting a lot of money. He signed with the Ravens. Lamar kind of demanded that that's what the Ravens do before they have more contract discussions. And they went out and showed some effort in, in getting Odell there. What do you think of this signing? Do you think, do you think he's the wide receiver one or do you think it's Rashad Bateman when he's healthy? I just don't see how it could be the wide receiver one. <laughs> he hasn't okay. really played. <laughs> he didn't play at all last year. He's been hurt for the last four years. Like, yeah, I understand Bateman has been healthy his first two years either. But I would have to go with Bateman. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I don't think they're done adding wide receivers, and we will talk about that in the mock draft when we get to it. Next thing, big one today. Uh, Jalen Hurts got a massive, massive deal worth up to $54 million uh, per year. Not, it, I mean, that is very incentive laden. He the the max I think or the minimum that he's getting is in the 130s. Um, in, in terms of guaranteed money, it's a big deal though. And, and it's kind of showing that they are committed to Jalen hurts long-term. What did you think of this deal? Obviously we, we agree that he deserves that, right? Yeah, hundred percent. It was the right time. Uh, you're not resetting the market. You're, you're almost, you actually, actually, you kind of are, you're resetting the market in a different pay structure, but you're not taking, he's not top anymore, you know? Um, And it gives a good base for the Ravens now, but Jalen Hurts definitely deserved it. I mean, yeah. he took a team to a Super Bowl when was it, four years ago. Uh, Facebook groups did not like me and you uh, for t- saying he was going to be a top forty or fifty pick, bro. I <laughs> so I went when the deal came through. I I do the Twitter search every once in a while, just like player's name and and my old i use my old usernames because i wanted to see all the old stuff and i mocked him to the saints and i had them trading up in that draft in the first round someone replied to me um some really nasty stuff about how how idiotic i was um that was a good time that was it was a really good read and it it reminded me you know the jalen hurts hype train was not there uh his his draft year so i'm i'm happy for him it's a really good deal and i think overall like you want him to hit that max because you want him to keep performing. So good for the Eagles too. Yeah, for sure. Next kind of significant news. Allen Robinson was traded to the Steelers today. They swapped seventh round picks. They, uh, the Rams moved up 17 spots and that was, that was it. They just wanted to cut ties with Allen Robinson. I think he probably wanted out of there too. Save $5 million and moved up 17 spots. I mean, the tank is real, right? Like, they're going for Caleb Williams, right? I would assume. I'm very curious because, I mean, Stafford's there, Cup's there, Donald's there, and that's about it. (laughs) 
It is. And, and it's, but I mean, the pieces, yeah, the pieces around those, those three players. I mean, I think the problem is those three players could probably get you like one or two too many wins. And so I don't know. I mean, they could be also just saying, well, we know we need to get a quarterback next year. So let's just put ourselves in the best position. I don't think Allen Robinson really impacts that all that much, though, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And that's the other thing. He did nothing for him last year. So it was a bad bet for them. It seems like (laughs) they would have been better keeping Robert Woods and he would have been better served going somewhere else. So we'll see him now as the wide receiver three and target four of the Steelers with a bad quarterback. So target five, arguably. Deontay Pickens, Fryermuth, Najee. Well, let's see if, let's see how far. Pickett's throwing the ball because if he's throwing more than five yards then Robinson goes up to four. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, the last piece of news that we didn't, we just haven't had a chance to talk about uh, the lions cut ties with Jeffrey Okuda uh, who had a, a good first half of the year. We just talked about this. I, I believe on their Friday fix episode that we did recently. Um, a good ha- first half of the year kind of fell off down the stretch and it, I mean, they weren't picking up his fifth year, and they probably weren't going to re-sign him. So this is kind of like a, a reset the the position, you're part of the old regime type of deal. Um, I love this for the Falcons, personally. I still believe in Jeffrey Okuda, and now he gets to be like a number two corner, which is, I think, perfect for him to kind of revitalize his career. Yeah, and it keeps... It somewhat keeps the Falcons' options open at eight... Um, before this, I mean, corner was still like a top need. I don't think they don't address corner in the top four rounds here, but for a fifth round pick, you weren't getting someone anywhere near Okuda's caliber, even from what the limited he's really shown in the NFL. So, yeah, yeah, I agree there. They also added Bud Dupree. Um, you know, there's been some Twitter talk, especially among fantasy Twitter, about how they're kind of stacking the deck in the positions of need. Um, to give themselves flexibility, and a lot of people seem to think that that's for Bajan Robinson. I, I still kind of I'm, I wouldn't rule out a quarterback to Atlanta if one starts to fall. Personally, yeah, I wouldn't rule that out. I wouldn't rule out Bajan either. Me neither. Um, I do think I wouldn't. It makes more sense for a receiver or running back if you trade down, but. Yeah, it's I don't tough think they to go see wide where receiver. they trade. They're in a weird spot. They are, and I also they still need those. You know, like they still need yeah. a rusher. They still need an interior defensive lineman. If if Jalen Carter happens to be there, I think that would be a good pick. Um, I don't think he will be at this point personally, but um, but yeah, I mean, I think the Falcons are in a really good. I think the Falcons are probably going to win the NFC South. Um, you know, I think Bryce will put the Panthers in a decent spot, but I really think that they the Falcons should be considered one of the favorites if they're not right now. Yeah. Well, with that being said, why don't we just transition to the mock? Um, sure. Well, Christian somewhat yeah. spoiled. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, the uh, Vegas has spoiled this pretty much. To an extent. Uh, I, I mean, I think we're all on the train that Bryce is going one or two. Yeah. So. Yeah, so let's so for just some background on this mock, we're gonna go two rounds. Randy's gonna get the odds, I get the evens. We did 
make some trades in this. So uh, it won't just be back and forth. We did bop around a little bit. Uh, and so Randy has the first overall pick. Randy, who'd you go with? Yeah, uh, we're following the trend of late. We're going to uh, – we haven't done one with Bryce Young going one as of yet. So we are starting off Bryce Young, quarterback from Bama, to the Panthers to be their quarterback hopefully the next at least decade. Uh, we both yeah. like Bryce. He's not our QB one, though. He's not. Uh, and we were just talking pre-draft. I, you know, I still do have some durability concerns, I think. You know, their Scott Fitter was talking. Their general manager was talking today about a, a diet plan and and make sure he can bulk up. So they pretty much tipped their hand on this too. Um, Bryce canceled all but, of his remaining visits yeah. too, so he knows he's going one or two at the very least. Yes, yeah. so, I mean a week and a half ago, the the hand was tipped that it was CJ though. So that's uh, that's where my thing is. My belief is that even if there are people in that building that prefer someone else i think david tepper their owner is making the call and i think he wants bryce yeah we'll see uh honestly it could be any of it could be bryce cj or anthony richardson and i wouldn't be surprised yeah i yeah and honestly i think uh we'll we'll talk about quarterbacks as we go through this all right uh at two overall so here's where it gets a little dicey because there's been a lot of talk that Texans aren't sold on this quarterback class and you know, they might go defense and I think that's bull crap. I don't think they walk out of the, the a top two pick without taking a quarterback when Davis Mills is currently their QB one. I went with Will Levis, the quarterback out of Kentucky here. And the reason for that, the whole CJ Stroud uh, agent stuff, he, he has the same agent as Deshaun Watson. Uh, there are rumors that the Texans aren't really sold on CJ Stroud I don't know if they're sold on any of them, but if I had to bet on a team wildly overdrafting Will Levis, uh, it would be the Texans with their their previous moves. I don't think they've done a great job. Now, they had a good draft last year. I just don't have faith that they're going to identify the right quarterback here, and so I'm going with Will Levis. Yeah, it's, it's probably one of the biggest shockers of this mock. Um, I definitely get it. It seems... If Bryce Young is their one, no matter what, with how they're trying to do it, I think they probably like Levis more than Stroud. I don't know if they like Levis or Richardson, but if they're, I mean, someone's starting day one, I would rather have Levis as of right now over Richardson simply because of a amount of snaps behind the ball, <laughs> behind center. Like Richardson really hasn't played that much. And I, I think where he lands here is probably one of his best situations. Sure. Question before we move on to the next pick. Do you think that Davis Mills would beat out Will Levis? If they like I, actually had an open competition in year one. See, there's where your trick is. Uh, because an actual open competition, I don't think exists. Uh, when you Agreed. take quarterback second overall uh, from a second, third round, second round quarterback. And Davis Mills, who is it second or third? I can't remember. It was, it was right they didn't have a first border. that year. It was right <laughs> on the border, second and third. I think he might have actually been one of the first picks of the third, but it might have been late second. Okay. But either way, like, they don't have a ton of faith in him after this last season. And not that they gave him the weapons to do anything with it, but 
I think they're sold on him being a career backup. I think they just start Levis. That's fair. All right. Um, I'm up again. Um, so I we made a trade. Uh, I, I had the Colts come up trading uh, the 104 and a 2024 second to move up one spot for the 103. Uh, and I had them take Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Florida that we just talked about. When you, I, we, we talked about this kind of through text today. It most coordinators to head coaches don't copy and paste the exact offense that they just came from if they're offensive minded. But when you look at what Shane Steichen was able to do with Jalen Hurts the last year, I think you feel pretty comfortable about Anthony Richardson going to that situation and being put in a position to succeed. Uh, Steichen was really patient with. Uh, you know, letting Hertz develop as a passer. I think you need something like that for Anthony Richardson. He's further along than people give him credit for, but he still does have work to do. Uh, so I, this is a high upside pick that the Colts have to take a swing. I think they've been too safe. I think the right pick would be CJ Stroud. I think I understand taking Anthony Richardson before him in terms of upside and, and potential Super Bowl winning upside. Yeah, and uh, in terms of trade value, I think a lot of people expect this to be a little bit less than what we gave up for this, but the Cardinals in this case are in a bidding war. Uh, The Titans are possibly coming up, Raiders possibly coming up, Falcons, and they can lie. (laughs) They could say the Seahawks and the Lions are also making calls, and I think they get an extra squeeze out of it to get up uh, the Colts, get up to make sure they get it before – their division mates go for it or anyone else and get their quarterback that they want of the future. That's the biggest thing for this Colts regime. It's not just picking a quarterback. It's picking the one they actually want and not the one that's left. Right. Cause exactly. this is, this is the pick that's making or breaking. If these people keep their jobs, plain and simple. Easily. And that's kind of the, point i wanted to make on the texans like bluffing right now i think they're trying to get the colts to be comfortable and not move up um or not have those discussions about moving up even one spot so that they do end up with the fourth option uh if someone trades ahead of them but you never know the texans could do some wild stuff here at the top two which would send this mock into a frenzy so yeah all right, uh, I'm on the clock at four now with the Cardinals after the trade back and getting a high-value pick, and you still get one of the highest-value players in the draft, Will Anderson, the edge from Alabama. Cardinals are basically a destitute organization at this point. They don't have a lot of valuable pieces, and their most valuable pieces won out. And their other most valuable piece will maybe play this year. So uh, I'm getting a new face of the franchise and Will Anderson. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, that's a good pick. Yep, following that up with another best player in the draft, Jalen Carter, the tackle from Georgia to the Seahawks. Not much to talk about about this. Uh, we talked about this with the Seahawks Friday fix for their system. We think they would like Will Anderson or Jalen Carter best on the defensive side and then corner, not necessarily Tyree Wilson or Van Ness. So they go Jalen Carter here, and they're ecstatic to get a true nose tackle and good player for this defense that desperately kind of needs more help in the interior. Yep. 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 Good pick. Keep Shit, I'm up again. My bad. Uh, 
And I'm up again because of another trade. The Titans trading up from 11 to 6 to take C.J. Stroud uh, to get ahead of the Raiders and Falcons um, and really secure their spot, making sure no one else, uh, like commanders, can get up or even Bucks if they're trying to mortgage their future. And also make sure the Lions don't take C.J. Stroud. Don't forget that aspect of it as well. They trade the 111, a first next year, and a fourth next year for the 106 uh, to move up five spots and get their quarterback of the future. In terms of rebuilding, I don't see a rebuild around Vrabel, and this organization does not want to move on from Vrabel. So they're going to take one of the most pro-ready quarterbacks in the class, if not the most. Uh, I think you could argue Bryce might be the most pro-ready in terms of football intelligence and a little bit of stuff, but in terms of arm talent and making all the right throws when needed and working with a running system, Stroud is going to dominate. And now they just need to get anyone else to catch the ball. Yeah, for sure. Great pick. You're up again, man. Yeah, I know. It's the fun part of it. Uh, (laughs) Seven Raiders. Uh, We're going Christian Gonzalez here, cornerback from Oregon. Uh, The top two defensive line talents off the board after that, for them, I really don't like Tyree Smith or Tyree Wilson or Lucas Van Ness for what they want on the defensive line. I don't think they need Nolan Smith as a career edge rusher. And the quarterbacks are off the board, so you don't really need another receiver. So you either take an offensive line or corner here. You basically have broken it down at that point. And I think they have a chance to get offensive line later. I don't think you're getting anywhere near the talent of Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback room leader automatic QB or corner one for them. Yeah, for sure. I think here the Raiders would love if one of these quarterbacks fell past six, because I think they are a prime like trade back candidate with all of their needs and just, you know, where they're at as a franchise. I think they would like to move back. Also, I would like them to move back. So I have more clarity on what they are doing because this is the hardest team for me to pick for. I think, especially if, in some iterations, Christian Gonzalez is gone, and I really don't see them going Witherspoon here at that point. I, I do. I think they they would be comfortable with Witherspoon. I think he's a personality that they would select. That's probably fair. That's probably fair. All right, I'm up again, finally. It took a long time there. Uh, and I'm here at eight with the Atlanta Falcons. This is about one I've put in kind of – Probably I'm probably too um, convinced that this is happening, but Nolan Smith, edge rusher from Georgia, makes a whole lot of sense for Atlanta with what they need. Um, like I said, they've been kind of filling their needs, but Nolan Smith has a lot of bend and, and things that they don't necessarily have on their defensive line right now. Bud Dupree doesn't fix that either. Uh, I think you go get a bendy edge rusher that can just generate pressures. Maybe he's not the biggest sack total guy, but when you combine that with what they do have, I think what you're doing is creating a lot of havoc in backfields. And that's you know, what I think Atlanta needs right now if they want to continue pushing for that division title. Nolan Smith, edge out of Georgia. Their team, they're one of those teams where I 100% wouldn't be surprised if they trade back, and I wouldn't be surprised if they trade back twice. Uh, while they aren't the best roster out there, like we've said, they've attacked their positions and needs with at least fillable warm bodies that can play the position well this year. Uh, maybe not to the standard that we're expecting kind of thing with a top 10 pick, but they could realistically 
trade back here with the Jets or Texans, and then possibly even trade back again with someone trying to come up for a corner or a receiver or anything in between. And they could be sitting here at 18, 17, 20, mm-hmm. and picking anything they want at that point, whatever's left from these rooms that they could need or skill position that they want. The last two years they drafted quite possibly in their mind, definitely in their mind, the best offensive player in the draft. In my mind, the best offensive player of this draft is Bajon Robinson. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens there. Uh, you can... uh, I was just going to say there's been some discussion about if Bijan Robinson would fit a primarily zone scheme con- like offense. Yes, he fits all the schemes. He's really great in, in gap scheme and pa- power stuff. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you throw Bajan in any scheme and he's going to excel. He's got everything. Yeah. He's literally a, a, an arguably perfect running back prospect. He's up there with the elites of the world. So yes, his it's, it says something when his major thing he has to work on is pass blocking. <laughs> yeah. And it's only because he's such an elite pass catching weapon. He hasn't had to do a lot of pass blocking yeah. and he's still decent at it. So yeah. At nine for the Bears, uh, best player for them here is the best offensive lineman available. And for me, that's Paris Johnson, junior offensive attack from Ohio State. He's played both sides of the line. He can play interiorly if they need him to. It's a good moving piece for them where it sounds like they have their guards locked up, at least what they believe of the future, at least the next three years, I guess, with the contract uh, mm-hmm. for Davis. But they really need to figure out their tackles fully, and this locks up one of them for you. It's a fair pick. Uh, I have I was having a discussion today, and if Tyree Wilson does make it, I struggle to see how they pass him up, just in terms of what they have stated they're looking for in an edge rusher. But the medicals might not have checked out for Tyree Wilson either. I think he could the style. Play. The style of edge rusher that Wilson is, you can get later. True. The type of lots of offensive linemen you can get, you can't get later. Especially this early. Yeah. It's the same kind of conversation I had at seven with the Raiders. If they were desperate for an edge, I think I'd go, you know, Van Ness or some or Wilson there. But they're more corner and offensive line for me personally, or linebacker or D tackle. Those are different positions. Edge is very, very deep. Yeah, for sure. All right. Here at 10, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. He's Bijan Robinson has been mocked here a lot. I I don't see Howie Roseman pulling the trigger on that, even though it would be, you know, one of those luxury picks that they can afford. Instead, I went with Lucas Van Ness, the edge out of Iowa. Yes, I'm also passing on Tyree Wilson. I think if the Eagles are going to go get an edge rusher, they know that they have time to develop these guys uh, because of where they're at. This is a long-term analytically driven move where you say, okay, you've got a young a guy with a ton of traits that could potentially turn into a superstar. I don't necessarily think that he would turn into a superstar. That's not how I evaluate him, but I think the Eagles would think that they go get a guy that can turn speed to power really, really well. And right now they do need some help on their defensive line. So, yeah, they, they lost pieces. I think people forget that. Um, For me, it's either edge or Skaronsky or Paris for them. So, Perfectly happy with this. You're still up for another two picks, friend. 
Yes, I am. So this uh, at 11, we have the Lions from the trade back with the Titans. And I went with Devin Witherspoon here, corner out of Illinois. Uh, The Lions, to me, when they traded Jeffrey Okuda, they kind of tipped their hand that they like this corner class because I don't think they do that if they weren't investing. I know they signed two others and they got CJ Gardner-Johnson, who plays some slot corner. I also think that they still need a definite CB1. I think Devin Weatherspoon can be that for you. And if we talk about personality fits, my God, does he fit a Dan Campbell-led team um, just in terms of the trash talking and the hard-nosed uh, you know, effort that you see on every single snap. That's exactly what Lions football has turned into, and this would be a fantastic value pick here at 11-2, honestly. Yeah, and they need more, on defense especially, they need more of those vocal leaders that are backing up the vocal play. You know, uh, Aiden did that. I think he was a little bit vocal, but that's not necessarily his game fully. Uh, Besides that, you really didn't have a ton of leaders on that defense, no matter what hard knocks really will show you. Uh, Right. You got a silent leader at linebacking room, and this guy gives you another vocal one to really hype up that back end which is better than people give it credit for. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Next, the Texans are on the clock at pick 12. We've talked about Tyree Wilson enough. Here he is sitting pretty for the Texans, who apparently have him as their first edge rusher on their board, is what I've seen, just a crazy amount lately. Um, So here they just take him and, and go get another edge defender they desperately need. Yeah, I think they could be trading up with the Falcons or Raiders here too, to yeah. just take him there. Uh, yeah. Thirteen for the Jets. Peter Skaronski, offensive tackle, Northwestern. I think this is very close between him and Broderick Jones uh, for this team, but they've drafted the Broderick Jones mold. I know that's what they have at tackle right now. I think Skaronski is a better glue fit for this team for this year and the future. Uh, you're going for Aaron Rodgers. Let's get glue. Let's not just get size at the offensive line. Yeah. So also they love their versatile offensive line, yeah. man. Like Elijah his, Tucker. His, <laughs> his easy comparisons, APT. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and they loved him a ton. They traded off for him in the first round of his draft. I think they sit pretty here and take him. And I do think Skaronsky has a much better chance of playing tackle at the next level than APT even did. Um, yeah. And especially early on. You have a little bit older of a left tackle slash right tackle. So if he needs to play there, he can. But I'd be very happy if he was my left guard. Yeah. So the Jets are the one pick in every single mock, literally almost every single mock that I've seen that take an offensive tackle. And I really just, on draft night, I don't want them to take an offensive tackle because I want to see what happens after that. Um, cause we they really haven't seen that mock too much. They don't have a ton of needs. <laughs> so linebacker, I think they're a prime trade back candidate too. The linebacker they need, but there's they, no linebacker to pick here. Not, and they really team. just need linebacker in the future more than any like impact. That's why this I think they really like Drew Sanders. Cause he's a little bit developmental and he's got all that speed that Robert Sala likes. He also yeah. doesn't. Uh, defend the past very well, so maybe not. I don't know. Either I mean, way, if we're if we're talking who Robert Sala's gonna like, it's Jack Campbell, one hundred percent. But yeah, I don't know, man. He 
he tested out of this world. I think that's that's one of my sleeper picks to go in the first. But okay, here at 14, uh, New England Patriots are on the clock. Randy got really mad at me for this one. I took Zay Flowers. <laughs> no, he, you sent me like some, I think the gross emoji or something like that, yeah, or just said gross. Um, but I took Zay Flowers, why did she read out of Boston College? There have been some rumors that they're obsessed with this kid. They do see a lot of those high end comparisons. Uh, and we have seen a lot recently that he could be the first wide receiver off the board. In this mock, he is. I think the Patriots would be absolutely stupid to not take an offensive tackle here, especially with how the board fell. But I also think when Bill does things in the first round, sometimes we question them and sometimes we're right in questioning them. That would be one of these times right here. I don't know. Because there's a reason they traded a first rounder for Brandon Cooks. And it didn't work out. A lot of That's concussions fair. that season for him, uh, but he was an essential part of their offense. Yeah, that's that's fair. The other side of it is just they signed Riley Reef, so like I think that might be their stopgap. They still have Trent Brown too. It's patchwork yeah, at right tackle. He, Trent Brown got so bad last year at times, like especially down the stretch. That's why I think they go. Either Zay Flowers or offensive tackle. I wouldn't say. But that's that's the thing. If you can get, you can get eight games of combined of them to at right tackle, mm-hmm. and you get a, a tackle later. Yeah. Like you, it, this pick guarantees they're picking an offensive lineman with one of their next two picks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, you're on the clock. All right, uh, fifteen for the Packers. While all the receivers and tight ends are on the board, I went with Miles Murphy. That's from Clemson. Uh, I really didn't think they got any, especially with Rashawn Gary's injury last year, they did not get a lot of pressure. And I think it really, the defense was relatively good, but it definitely hurt that they, if they weren't putting up points every game, which they weren't, they definitely needed some more pass rush on this team and solidify that defense. Um, I don't know how much they work in the defense this draft, but I think at 15, you could take one of the more upside edge rushers and really fill out the defensive line. I like this pick. I also just really want them to take a wide receiver or pass catcher in general when Aaron Rodgers is gone, because that would be funny to me. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fair, (laughs) but yeah, this is a great pick. They have a weird receiving core. They do. So they they need one. I think they go for that later, though, like second round. Yeah, or something. I, I mean, at this point, like more pure inside fits. Yeah, and that's. I don't want to pick that here. I'd rather pick a dominant, a possible dominant edge rusher. Yeah, for sure. It's a good pick. All right, sixteen. The Washington Commanders. I took Deontay Banks, the corner from Maryland. I think Deontay Banks is going to be probably CB three off the board, just in terms of uh, how he tested. A lot of his film is really good. I think if you want to play him as a strictly man corner, you're in good shape. I do think he does have some versatility and can play in zone. Um, but overall, the the testing and the ability to stay sticky in coverage, I think, is going to bump him. Pool way up boards and we've seen that recently in industry mocks um so i I roll with that here steelers at 17 i also went corner joey porter jr from penn state Uh, i think their offseason move so far has kind of pinpointed they're taking offensive line and corner with their first two picks i think it's pretty much locked up it's just what falls uh and this one is actually a toss-up because i think Roger jones fits perfectly and i think joey porter fits perfectly uh, but what with what's happening at corner right here and what's coming up 
after them with possible corner needs. I think they take the legacy here uh, that fell to him. And I think he's probably their corner one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or at yeah. least one B. They only sent Pat P, but I think. But Pat, uh, Pat P he, is at best a corner two at this point in his career. For sure. Yep, 100%. They're also a, a sleeper team for me to come back up and get like Broderick. In this scenario, they could get both of them because they have that 32nd pick. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, I think the the rumors of them trading up in the top 10, I think that'd be to get an offensive lineman. It wouldn't yeah. be the corner. So, yeah. I think that's where their shakeup is there. Uh, 18, I'm actually on the clock again. Uh, Lions trading back again. Getting future assets. We'll see about Jared Goff. Um, <laughs> but the Vikings trading up, uh, trading pick 23, um, and then a fourth next year and a third the year after that in 2025 for pick 18 and a fifth this year. The Vikings do not have a second round pick this year, so we had to be a little bit funky with it. They also don't have a ton of assets. This is one of the few scenarios where they would trade up. I think they're a key trade back position as well. But this is one of the few ones that I think that they would jump at the opportunity to make sure the Lions don't get this guy. Jackson Smith and Jake, but why from Ohio State? Um, they already have an electric inside guy with Amon Ra. Jackson Smith and Jigba, or sorry, the Lions have that. But they would also be great with him. Paired with James Williams, that'd be a ridiculous receiver core. A, a pick I think they would make. So the Vikings come up here to actually give a new running mate for Justin Jefferson, someone that can actually get open in single coverage, which Adam Thielen couldn't do last year. And this would be one of my favorite wide receiver duos in the NFL day one. Yeah. 100%. And then you add in Hawkinson. Yeah. And Josh Oliver just got a fat contract. So yeah, and I do think they're going to play more twelve personnel this year. Obviously, with that fat contract to Josh Oliver, and if you're doing that, I don't want KJ Osborne out there. No. I'm sorry. Exactly. I'd rather have JSN, who I know can get open against single coverage, no matter what. Yeah. The other side of this trade is the Seahawks could take him, the Chargers could take him, the Ravens could take him, all and, ahead of them. So they and had the to. Bucks could take him. I think it's a little sneakier because they definitely need a tackle, but they could use a wide receiver because I don't know how long Mike Evans is going to be around. I think he gets Russell Gage doesn't stop you from drafting anyone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's completely fair. Um, Okay. You're up again at 19. Yep. Uh, Broderick Jones off his tackle from Georgia. They need a left tackle. We're done. Easy. Yeah. He's, he's my OT one, by the way. And it pains really? me every time I, yeah, every time I mock, I still have him fall because I do understand that like he's raw, but if he hits a ceiling, he could be a top five tackle in the NFL. And I love those players. I, How many times do we have to teach this lesson, old man? I go for the first tackle guy in Paris Johnson. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think I have Skronsky too, actually, over Paris. So. You bastard. <laughs> I know. A lot of people have him as a guard in their rankings, but I do not. Um, okay. Here at 20, the Seahawks. I was kind of bummed that Jackson didn't make it to 20 because that is the most fun pick that I make almost in every mock uh, because he does tend to fall. But instead, I went with John Michael Schmitz, the center out of Minnesota. Uh, Seahawks desperately need one, either a center or a guard. And I think here we 
we've become infatuated with some of the skill position players here. Uh, we've become infatuated with taking defense here for the Seahawks. But I do think that uh, a couple centers are going to go a little earlier than we expect. And I think John Michael Schmitz or a guy that we'll talk about a little bit later could sneak into the first round. Uh, Seahawks needed to do this if they wanted him because I think the Giants are one of those teams that could take a center as well. So John Michael Schmitz kind of shores up that offensive line and gives them a really, really good shot at being uh, dominant in, in their division. Yeah, it's a different kind of fun pick. Um, this is dominating on the offensive line in that trench, uh, trying to do the, sh- the model that the 49ers did and be a dominant run team. But Seahawks are a better passing team. So we'll yeah. see how this goes. I think that's a phenomenal pick for them, and we'll see if they can keep it going. 21, Los Angeles Chargers, Jordan Addison, wide receiver from USC. This seems like it's their guy uh, at the wide receiver position. There's been reports of other people, more speedsters and stuff like that. Jordan Addison's a winner, and he, when he is targeted, <laughs> he is a ridiculous receiver. Uh, he switched quarterbacks this last year. People definitely didn't like his season as much, but he did a, a ton with a not great quarterback in Pickett. I think he can do a ton here with an elite quarterback in Justin Herbert. Yeah. Man, Chargers I struggle with all the time because yeah. I feel like they like Josh Palmer. I don't know what they're doing with Keenan and Mike. So they're getting old. So and then resigning Guyton, uh who's kind of a mixture of Allen and Williams. I think this kind of solidifies a guy like this to the yeah. uh, to the Chargers to really be like a future of this team because Keenan Allen isn't. And I feel like everyone here at 21 is picking a future of the team. Pick Mm -hmm. for that, whether it's Bajan, whether it's JSN, Hyatt, you know, any of these guys say, but I think Jordan Addison is really good and he stays on the field guys, Yeah, which you haven't had in Los Angeles for years. For sure. Plus, he doesn't have to move. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, so I, I went a little, I went a little off the rails here. Um, I think the Ravens are still very much so in a position to add receiving talent. I don't think Devin Duvernay or James Prochet are really a part of this offensive attack. Devin Duvernay is still going to be an awesome special teams player for them. The report was that Lamar wanted Odell and DeAndre Hopkins. The Ravens cannot afford to do that and also pay Lamar. They did one of those things, but I think their their sales pitch to him is go get another receiver in the first round. We will put weapons around you. I went with Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver out of Tennessee. This is a massive overdraft in, in terms of where I evaluate Jalen Hyatt, but the NFL values speed, and the Ravens, they, they have some speed now with Odell, and Rashad Bateman's fairly fast as well. But I think those guys work better in different areas of the field, whereas Jalen Hyatt can take the top off, open things up in the intermediate areas of the field for Bateman and Odell to work, and Mark Andrews is going to take things up the seam like he always does. This would be a crazy offensive attack, even if it is a bit of a reach to get that wide receiver. Yeah, I, and I get it. It's Like you said, it's diversifying the receiver room, uh, and that's something – they haven't even really had a receiver room. Uh, their yep. second best receiver for a while now has been Deborah Duvernay. Um, as much as I love him, he's not a wide receiver too. <laughs> no, uh, no. Great kick returner and wide receiver three slash four at times, but he's a slot purely. And yep. they 
getting someone that's not a slot mainly or a guy that needs to work close to the field a lot or close to the ball a lot is, is a good thing. Yep. I'm on the clock again here with that trade back with the Vikings. The Detroit Lions are taking Drew Sanders, the linebacker out of Arkansas here. Uh, I don't know why Drew Sanders once again feels like a Dan Campbell guy to me. And I don't think that the Lions are going to walk out of this draft without drafting a linebacker. I know it's been a lot of fun to draft, you know, multiple defensive linemen or a corner and a defensive lineman. And I think that's a viable strategy as well. But I think going and getting a hard nose, hard hitting, uh, you know, sideline to sideline linebacker that has a ton of upside would be something that the Lions would really like to do. Um, and honestly, I think Drew Sanders would start for them year one. I know they like Alex Anzalone and um, the other Malcolm Rodriguez, um, but I, I just think that Drew Sanders would step in and be a starter in year one. Yeah, I mean, and they, they run a 3-4. Uh, Anzalone is your Mike. Rodrigo is a – I mean, he played kind of well this last year, and that's fine. He's an inside-outside kind of guy. Sanders is the same thing. He's great at blitzing as well. I think this gives you a bit of diversity and helps out with both sides of it because they have edge depth, but they still need that top guy to pair with Hutchinson. No one's really stood out in that regard. They can't get that at this part of the draft, so they get kind of a best of both worlds, and I like that. Well, and with this too, you can throw him on opposite of Aiden, and he's going to get to the quarterback. I mean, you can use him. He's not Micah Parsons, but you can use him in that kind of role, I think. Yeah. Um, which is some fun. So 24 Jacksonville Jaguars stayed here at their pick. And I took Michael Mayer, the tight end out of Notre Dame. Um, Evan Engram hasn't signed his franchise tag. I don't think that he's in their long-term plans. Uh, I do still think they need a tight end. Cause right now their backup tight end, I believe is like, uh, no, I don't even think he's there anymore. It's like the kid mm-hmm. from Ohio state. Um, I can't remember which one off the top of my head, but either way, it doesn't matter because they need a tight end still. So Michael Mayer, I think, you know, uh, athleticism aside, which he was a fine athlete, he was, you know, above average. And and in that Mark Andrews tier, um, I, I think he's going to be one of the better tight ends to come out of this class, despite it being a legendary tight end class. So. Yeah, he's he's great at everything. Might not be the best athlete of the class, but he's not, but he's great. And he yeah. actually plays in line. He doesn't yeah. have to play out outside where the guy that we're going to talk about a little bit does. And he actually can catch the ball at a yeah. high rate, unlike other people. So he gives yeah. you a lot of everything. Yeah. Uh, Giants at 25, Quentin Johnson, wide receiver from TCU. They've done enough this season, this offseason, to not have to take a wide receiver here. But looking at the board, I think you're reaching on a lot of positions here. Uh, So I'd rather take what is viewed as possibly the best receiver available and it also viewed as one of the last of the top tier or two tiers. So getting that guy to possibly be your actual alpha um, and someone that can actually stay on the field, which, again, something they need desperately. So I, I think he fits this team. He can play kind of all over for him too. And he's more of an outside receiver that they really have on this roster. <laughs> yeah. They don't really have any. They have a lot of slot guys. A lot. I, Isaiah Hodgins is really their only outside it's, receiver. It's Hodgins and Slayton. That's it. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I did forget Slayton. And, bo- and both are guys that we weren't sure that would even resign. Yeah. 
or let's get a guy for the future if, if they should. Um, all right, uh, Cowboys. You know, I don't think he's gonna be here, but if he's here, Bajon Robinson is one hundred percent gonna be a Dallas Cowboy. Um, the only reason I push back on this pick all the time is because I think Bajon's going much higher than this when it comes down to it. He's just a very hard player to place. Because despite being one of the top five talents, regardless of position in the class, he's a running back. Um, you know, he's he he may fall. Um, that said, he did fall here to the Cowboys, who desperately need a running back. I know Tony Pollard, truthers, you know, want him to be the future. That could be the case, but he's also already 25, 26 years old. Uh, so that and they don't have anyone behind him outside of Ronald yeah. Jones. So and he just had a major injury to end the year. Uh, he might not be ready to start camp. This is the guy that will be ready forever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving cost again. We're gonna bring that up. He's from Texas. Yep. It's Dallas. I. I mean, they might arguably he's been the star of Texas football in all of the whole state for the last yeah. couple of years, including the Cowboys. Uh, I definitely say he's been the best running back in the state. So keeping him in the state, I don't think he falls past here. I think this is an absolute floor of the draft. Where do you think they start considering trading up for him? The Cowboys? Yeah. Like at what pick? Like, do you think after he gets past the Chargers? Oh, you think that high? Like around six? Look who's at sixteen. Yeah, but. I've, you I've, tell, seen that, I've seen that. I've seen that. You telling me that Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson stops you from taking Bijan fucking Robinson? No, I would take Bijan. <laughs> listen, man, I would take Bijan at three to the Cardinals, like legitimately. No, I, I'm saying I know where we value him in this draft class. My point right. more is, if you're the Cowboys and he is your top offensive player on the board, which I think he is for them. Probably he should uh, be for everyone. I don't know how you're sitting there and no letting one, him go to your division rival. I don't know who, where teams are going to value, where they're willing to trade up to get him, but I guarantee you, everyone does not want him on one of the other three teams in their division. That's so. When that's you're looking at that, <laughs> yeah, I get that. Then, the, yeah, I mean, you don't want the Lions to pick him. I think with what they've done this offseason, they don't. But you don't want the Commanders to either. And they they don't really have any strong ties to so their top two running backs right now. They could cut both tomorrow with this draft. So, and let's be honest, as of right now, Saquon hasn't signed his franchise either. He could be going 25 to the Giants. Yeah. And he could be going 23 to the Vikings. Yeah. And 19 he- to the Bucks. And 21 to the Chargers. And 22 to the Ravens. Like, I mean, I think at the latest, we're thinking like 18 trading up. Yeah. I like, yeah. I think that's fair. I also just don't know if he gets out of the top 10. So I don't know if this conversation matters in, in a week. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, you're right. on the clock. Uh, Bills, Darno Wright, offensive tackle, Tennessee. Easy pick. Spencer Brown's done nothing really right tackle. I don't know if he could play guard because he's enormous as well. Darnell Wright's better than them. They Easily. they need consistent play from that right tackle. Yeah. One of my draft hot takes is that Darnell Wright's going to go before one of those tackles that we already took. Um, yeah, he very well could. Like, that's there's nowhere near a hot take there. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> just, like I, it's, just like for me, it's not a hot take if the Lions – 
or Seahawks took Skaronsky at five or six. I've seen that a lot recently. It's not a hot take to me. To get I, the most dominant line in your division, ensure the one hole kind of thing you have. What hole does the do the Lions have though? Big V. Ah, that He's I kind of remember. Guy. Okay, yeah. Okay, I can and see it now. Their other Jonah Jackson is on his last year of his deal. Okay, okay, that's fun. I might just say I have a final mock draft to write this week. I'm just getting all every time it. we do this, you do this. <laughs> you just take what I say. <laughs> yes, I I might steal that one. All right, uh, 28 Bengals. Dalton Kincaid, the tight end out of Utah. Um, Arguably the best field stretching tight end in this class. I think uh, Luke Musgrave has a case for that. Um, I think Michael Mayer does a fine job in contested catch, but I think if you're looking for a downfield separator and a pretty elite yak guy, Don Kincaid is that a uh, little bit older. I know Bengals fans don't really like taking a tight end in the first round. When I tell you that this would unlock your offense to a, an incredible level, uh, I mean it. You, you would have to cover so many people. You can't do it. You can't cover all of them. It's impossible. They, so they really tried to have Hurst be a weapon for this team, and it, yeah. he just didn't have the athletic ability to really do it. This actually gives it to you. And with the signing of Irv Smith, you have a little bit of backup as more of an interior blocking guy that also goes out. So you have best of both worlds here, and it gives you some reprieve if Kincaid needs a little bit of time to get up to speed with his back injury and everything. Yep. 29, Kalaja Kansi. I'm taking the defensive tackle from Pitt here, and this is who the Bengals won, I think, uh, all their fans. Uh, mm-hmm. But Kansi, the Saints lost so much on the defensive line. I think Maybe three this, starters. This definitely, three starters. This definitely doesn't fill all the holes, but it gives you a pass rush guy and yeah. possibly the best one from the D-tackle position of the class. Everything yeah. else, a lot to work on, but pass rush – He's great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles at pick 30. Osiris Torrance, uh, guard out of Florida. Here's here's my thing with the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles fans think that the Cam Jurgens is going to start at guard for them. I just don't see that. He's small. He can move, but he's small. And everyone's like, well, Isaac Samalu, he, he was small too. I get it, but Osiris Torrance is probably a better starter at this point. And if he falls to 30, I think that's an easy, easy pick for Howie Roseman to make. Yep, 100%. I think ideally getting someone that has a little bit of versatility to possibly go outside as well uh, for them is the best fit. So maybe taking someone at 10, but there's no one that's going to be available here that actually fits that mold perfectly. So Torrance is your best interior guy left. And this way, if Jurgens is good enough to start, then you have this guy that's going to take over next year when Jurgens goes back to center. Yep. There's no harm, no foul here. Yep. Uh, 31 with the Chiefs, Anton Harrison, offensive attack from Oklahoma. Again, this is an easy one. He's playing your right tackle. Jawan Taylor's now your left tackle that you paid all this money to. You get two tackles that arguably are better than what you had last year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm going to keep the tackle train rolling and we're going to speed this up now that we've hit the second round officially. The uh, Pittsburgh Steelers open up the second round with pick 32 because of the Dolphins forfeiture earlier that we didn't even mention because the Dolphins have been erased from everyone's first round memory. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers here uh, take Dewan Jones offensive tackle out of Ohio State. They went corner first. I think they go offensive tackle second. I think this could very well be flipped and I think 
before the Allen Robinson trade, there was a chance that they went wide receiver. I think that's ruled out at this point. They go with their starting right tackle immediately uh, in Dewan Jones, even if he might be a little de- developmental. Uh, I think that he fits the Steelers brand of football very well. Yep. Uh, Texans at 33, get Brian Razee, D tackle from Clemson. You have now kind of inside, or you got a five tech edge rusher and Wilson. Now you got a guy that's three tech, five tech and Brazee. Uh, and then you get your quarterback, the future in Levis. I think this is a good, at least defensively, I think we would both say this is a really good draft for them. Quarterback to be determined. Yep. Yep. 100%. Uh, 34 here, the Cardinals around the clock. I went with Joe Tipman, the center out of Wisconsin. Uh, this is one of the guys that I was mentioning that should probably be in more first round discussions. Uh, just an insanely, he hasn't played a whole lot of positions, but he is a massive, massive dude for a center that I think could be a guard or potentially probably not tackle, but I think he could be a versatile piece along an offensive line that really needs some help. They need a center. Rodney Hudson retired, right? He retired. Did that happen? I don't know if he officially retired, but he's been fighting with that decision the last two seasons. And that's usually a good sign. Even if he does return, they need guard help anyways. It's, it's a smart thing. And then he's learning the center position and interiorly from Hudson day one. I think it's a good pick no matter what. They need help everywhere. Again, yeah. uh, Colts at 35. Cam Smith, corner from South Carolina. Yes, they got Gilmore and addressed that. I still think they need corner help. I don't no, think they, they have a strong nickel. They traded Stefan Gilmore to the Cowboys. Sorry, I was thinking of the wrong team. Uh, yep. <laughs> right team, but wrong team. But yep. because of that trade, that's what I was going with. My mm-hmm. bad. Uh, they definitely need to replace him regardless. They they don't have a lot of corner help on this team. Uh, they didn't have to trade this pick to get up. Um, sure, they could use a tackle. There's a hefty run on tackles to end that first round. I think you're reaching. You could go guard slash center, I guess. I think Avila fits them really well. I think Titman did as well. But looking at the corner board right here, I'm taking Cam Smith and passing for a while yeah yeah that's fair sleeper team to take christian gonzalez at four overall no i'm just kidding <laughs> they, they will not do that uh rams at 36 out of tamoa adabore edge out of northwestern uh probably gonna be a first round pick just from everything i've seen but you know 20 to 50 is pretty much the same thing. So 36, yep. he falls to the Rams here. Rams need everything. Uh, we've already talked about that. This would be a good starting piece. Yeah. And speaking of getting everything, Seahawks at 37, Steve Avila, interior offensive line from TCU. They took their tackles of the future last year. Now they get their center and guard of the future this year. And John Michael Schmitz and Steve Avila. And they got Jalen Carter. Holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Just an incredible draft, which the Seahawks can't come out of this draft poorly unless they make some egregious decisions, which, to be fair, the Seahawks do that. Uh, They've been better. They've been better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Here at 38, Las Vegas Raiders on the clock. Darnell Washington's still on the board. Raiders do have a need at tight end. They signed Austin Hooper, uh, but Darnell Washington would unlock a lot of things. He's he's gotten some crazy Gronk comparisons. Those are crazy. but when we talk about uh, the Patriots 
mold of offense that they're going to be running. I think they'd like a player that might have that upside. Darnell Washington, technically from a size speed perspective does have that. And he's a fantastic blocker, which would be great for Josh Jacobs. Uh, yeah. And they, the offensive line really he's minus Cole Miller right isn't anything to write home about. And again, a lot of offensive linemen off the board. So they'd have to reach getting a tight end that's falling when you really need another one. And they do run a lot of 12 personnel. Uh, and while he works on the receiving game, he brought in another slot guy, Jacoby Myers. You now have three aggressively target, you know, short, but also deep threats at the right receiver. You brought in other receivers to go deep. You got enough weapons there that you can have Washington slow down and then help Adams in the red zone and Renfro with this whip route. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of whip routes, good transition. I got you. Uh, Panthers, Josh Downs, wide receiver from UNC. I, I like I, – I really like what they've tried to do in trying to fill some of these offensive holes and get some weapons, at least warm bodies for the first year. Josh Downs is your slot for the future. Plain and simple. He's really, he's really good. He's just kind of a pure slot. And that's perfectly fair at this day and age in the NFL. Uh, I think he's easily a safety blanket, and he's going to rack up a lot of yards. Great pick. Uh, one that feels natural, too, um, if he's even there at this point. Uh, 40, New Orleans Saints, B.J. Ojolari, edge out of LSU. We just had them take Elijah Kansi, like we just talked about. They have needs on the defensive line. They lost a lot. B.J. Ojolari is another developmental guy that has a lot of bend. He has a lot of burst off the line, um, but he, he hasn't put it all together yet, kind of like his brother Aziz. Uh, so here he would have some time to develop, I think. And that's who they love to pick at Edge. Yep, for sure. Peyton Turner. <laughs> yep, uh, Marcus Davenport at the time. Yeah. You know that one worked uh, out though. <laughs> it did. Uh, Forty-one Jaguars. I'm on the clock. We had the Jaguars come up, uh, trading fifty-six, the eighty-eighth pick, and then a twenty twenty-four fifth uh, to the Titans for the forty-first overall pick for Brian Branch, the safety out of Alabama. Uh, just makes too much sense. We had Brian Branch fall. We talked about it before. He is our faller in this draft, but also his testing may have constituted that. This is a bad safety class. I think we're going to be really late on them in, in the first two days of the draft. Yeah, and two of the most mock players, the Jaguars, are Brian Branch and Michael Mayer, and they get both. Yep, <laughs> which often happens in the NFL draft, it and it's pretty crazy. I rem- Last year, I feel like that happened to three or four teams, and we're like, oh, that's cool. That's fun. Love that. Yeah, and, and the Jaguars are really kind of up against the cap as well. So trading a few picks to get up here for a, a few, I mean, 17 spots higher, but getting rid of a third rounder, it does help your cap. And then you get a guy that you could have and may have been willing to take at 24, at 41, which again is about the same. <laughs> yep. Yep. For sure. Uh, I'm on the clock again. Um, yep. So. 42, we have the Packers picking here because we think this is going to be the pick, the main pick that goes over in the Aaron Rodgers trade. We also put a 20-24 conditional fourth. And then I had the Packers take Luke Musgrave. Uh, they passed on tight end and pass catchers early. Luke Musgrave is a guy that I think is going to be drafted at, at least in the top 50, potentially sneak into the first round if, if there's a tight end run. Um, but I think the tight end run is kind of we're in the middle of it right here. Packers lost Robert Tunyon as well, so they need guys that can catch the football. I think Luke Musgrave can do that quite well. Yep. 
Jets keeping the 43rd pick here, take Antonio Johnson, safety from Texas A&M. They need safety help. They need nickel corner help. Let's marry the two. Uh, both the safeties are kind of the same play style. Both off the board with it, three picks. I think it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, uh, the Jets desperately need it. Uh, again, they could trade back, but eh. they traded up for this pick so they could trade for Aaron Rodgers. I think they take the selection. Yep. Uh, 44 Falcons. Um, I went off. I haven't seen this mocked anywhere. I don't care. Marvin Mims, wide receiver at Oklahoma. I think he's going to be a top 50 to 75 pick when all is said and done. Uh, just an elite producer with good film, and he's been an elite producer since high school. Uh, I think he's probably considered higher uh, among NFL guys. Falcons currently are starting Drake London and Mac Hollins. They do have Johnny Smith and Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is really their wide receiver one or two, uh, but they do need one of those field-stretching guys. Marvin Mims is that for them. Yeah, and he can get open quick as well when needed. So I think he gives you a good mix of weapons for this team, which they definitely need. I think not having the second tight end they trusted, not having a wide receiver two they really trusted, made them be more of a, pa- a run-happy offense as well as a quarterback they didn't trust. Now, do they give rid of that kind of trust this year? I don't know, but he's got a chance with Mims there. Yeah. Uh, and you are still up. Oh, I am. Uh, oh, wait. No, 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 no I am. You got the Packers. I'm 45 Packers. They have this pick. They went. <laughs> so they went edge rusher in the first round, tight end, two, three picks before this. I'm giving a Matthew Bergeron offensive tackle from Syracuse. I truly think they need a right tackle. And Bergeron at least has enough versatility to go inside that I think he's a perfect pick for them. They need. Offensive line for the future as well. Did they get a receiver here? No, but I don't love receivers here at this point. So I think Bergeron gives you the best uh, weapon possible for Jordan Love, which is just keeping him upright. Yeah. We're in a weird spot for wide receivers after the first like six go off the board. Yeah. Um, just <laughs> a really weird spot. I have no idea who's going to go. Uh, here at 46, I made a trade with myself. Um, so the Patriots traded back with the Bucks because the Bucks are coming up to get Hendon Hooker, who has also kind of fallen considering where his uh, mock draft stock is right now. But Hendon Hooker, you know, 29 to 45 year old quarterback from Tennessee. Uh, that is coming off an ACL injury and ran a, a one-read offense. The Bucks like those those kinds of guys, I guess. They drafted Kyle Trask. They signed Baker Mayfield. I don't think they're comfortable with their quarterback room. Uh, if Hennon Hooker falls this far, I think the Bucks come up and get him. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and it kind of – they're a good enough team that they probably won't be picking that early. Yeah. So this so, gives you a legitimate option at quarterback for the future where they don't have that on their roster, in my opinion. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, and it makes sense for the Patriots. They pick up a fourth round pick. They love fourth round picks. So sorry. Yeah. It's usually you that does that. Um, <laughs> 47 Commanders. They want corner uh, early in Deontay Bakes. They get Cody Mock here, offensive live from North Dakota State. I think he's going to be a guard at the next level. I think he can play tackle at the next level, at least on a rotational basis at worst. And he's had some tape at center. 
don't see the game tape, but we've seen tape of it. Uh, I think he is a good mauling offensive lineman, someone that the commanders would absolutely love. Yeah, I like that pick. Uh, 48 Lions, Felix Anadike Ozama, the edge rusher out of Kansas State. Uh, one of these guys that really doesn't have a pass rush plan, but is one of those dominant can beat you with his hands um, and just the power in his hands. Once again, a guy that the Lions like, they've had so many picks. Uh, they took Devin Witherspoon. They traded back and got Drew Sanders. And now they're picking here with an edge rusher, which, you know, I think is still low-key a, a pretty decent need for them, despite having Aiden Hutchinson. 49 Steelers, they got the corner, they got their tackle. Let's give them some edge help. Uh, I like Highsmith. I like Watt, obviously. They need a rotational guy in there as well, and they need a guy that can possibly play five-tech when needed. Uh, Will McDonald, the fourth. Yeah. Uh, the edge from Iowa State. I should know that better, quicker. But either way, <laughs> it's late. Uh, he's a guy that's been getting some first-round buzz. I think he's a top – I think he's a round two player. And yeah. I think this is a really good base spot for him. He can learn. He can rotate in. There's not a lot of pressure. I think he can give you a lot day one. And give, he's an impact player early in his career with not a high ceiling, in my opinion. So day, round two, day two is where he fits. Yeah. He's bendy. Teams bendy. love that. Real bendy. Uh, here at 50, the Patriots, after the trade back, took Jalen Duncan, the offensive tackle out of Maryland. I really don't like this kid's film all that much. Um, personally, I think he is extremely raw. I think that he can get lazy in pass protection. On the other side of things, he's a very high upside player. If he does hit a ceiling, he's a good athlete. He can move well. Uh, and I think the Patriots are desperately in need of an offensive tackle. Like I talked about, um, maybe not the high-level one that they would have gotten the first round, but still one of the like second tier, I think. Um, yeah. and, and you're pretty comfortable with that in, on day two. Uh, Dolphins with their first pick of the draft at 51. Get Tucker Craft, tight end from South Dakota State. Uh, they need a tight end one in the future. They really don't have one on the roster at all, um, in my not opinion. A, not a Durham Smythe fan? <laughs> no. I mean, I'm a fan of him as an NFL player, but like yeah. as an actual receiving threat, I'm not really that high on him. Um so the Dolphins are in a really good spot, honestly, with the off-season off moves they made as well. Uh, just like the Cowboys, they've kind of addressed needs, and then they brought back players that are not desperate at, like, running back or wide receiver or, you know, all these different spots. And how the board's fallen, taking one of the last remaining top-tier tight ends is a smart move for them. Yeah, for sure. 52 Seahawks, Emmanuel Forbes, corner out of Mississippi State. Uh, we had them pass on corner throughout this this draft. They've gotten offensive line and defensive line help. I do think they still need a corner. Uh, so Emmanuel Forbes, a bit of a size outlier. He's one of the thinner corners ever uh, that has received first-round hype at the very least. I think he does fall because of that, and he, this would be a perfect landing spot for him. Yeah. Uh, another quote-unquote faller here, 53 for the Bears, taking Mozzie Smith, DTAC from Michigan, they get a nose tackle of the future <laughs> who could also play three tech, obviously, but this is a slam dunk pick for them. I, I really don't see anywhere else around it. They yeah. absolutely nail that pick. I think in my opinion, since I picked both their picks so far, they nailed the first round pick with Paris Johnson. This is getting trench warfare, which they desperately need. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, 54 Chargers, Keon White, defensive tackle out of Georgia Tech. Uh, I think this is a bit of a fall for Keon. He's actually going to be attending the draft, which indicates that he's got a top, you know, 50 ish grade. Uh, yeah. uh, so this is kind of the, the later range chargers just they on the defense. They just need players. They need depth. They need to get younger. And right now I think Keon white can be your, you know, pass rushing three tech. Um, I think there are times where he can kick outside and be productive He's another one of those guys that he's raw, but he's got a ton of upside and a ton of power. I love this fit for for Keon. Yeah, I think he can make an impact there, and they need help with pass rush because uh, they can't really stay healthy anywhere in that defensive line, really on the defense. Yep. Uh, 55, Lions picking again. <laughs> Keanu Benton. <laughs> yep. Good Lord. <laughs> defense tackle for Wisconsin. They get their nose tackle. Uh, because really, I mean, Ali McNeil could be better, but he's he's kind of playing to where he got drafted. Um, yeah, I think I mean, this is a. So the Lions, they have a lot of defensive tackles, but none that like really move the needle, right? I mean, the, I mean, their starters really are Levi on Uzurike and Ali McNeil. Yeah, and they have Isaiah which we, Bugs. We there. both loved, but they're not like round one people. Uh, Keanu Benton can easily make an impact. And worst case, you're going to get the best, you're going to get a push out of Ali McNeil to step up the season. But I do yeah. think Benton could be your starting nose tackle that gives you a bit more versatility than McNeil does. Yeah, for sure. You're up again. Uh, yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh, Titans with the trade back, recouping some of the lost assets. Uh, from their trade up to get their quarterback of the future. They get Blake Freeland off his attack with BYU. They need a left tackle. Uh, they need tackle. I mean, and at least Freeland, I think, could play some guard. I think with the three tackles you got now, <laughs> which I'm not sure any of them are, you know, wouldn't necessarily start for other teams fully, but I think you'll at least get three starting offensive linemen this way. Um, he is – Probably the last of this third tier of tackles. There's yeah. one or two other ones that don't go drafted here that I might consider, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah, on the clock again. Yeah, Giants, Luke Luke Whipler, yeah. uh, offensive lineman from OSU. He's a center. I think he could play sub guard, but he's a center. The Giants wanted to take this earlier. They would have taken John Michael Smith, I think. They take him here, and he's the the last of this first tier of a tier offensive lineman. I think these are the three centers plus Ricky Stromberg that I would even have interest in drafting if I were. And then you have team. like Avila, who's kind of considered center, sure. kind of not. And then uh, Olu Oluwatimi. Uh, I know, I, I have him like... and Stromberg as the next tier of into your offensive lineman. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, 58 Cowboys are on the clock. DJ Turner, uh, corner from Michigan. I think this is a bit of a fall for him. He's starting to get some buzz. Just a crazy athlete. Runs really fast uh, and played really well in that Michigan scheme this last year. I think he's best suited as a CB2, so this would be a great fit for him in Dallas. Um, CB3. Yeah, CB3. And honestly, I here's the thing with that, too. I think you 
have the flexibility to toss him in the slot when he needs because he's that type of athlete. He's got that stop and start ability. Um, and then he just kind of learns behind two really great corners. And he's the type of athlete to where they could put him in kind of a, a free range cover in the back end if they need to insert packages uh, yep. to get more of a safety in the box type of look. So I think he's a good first style piece for that defense. Yep. Um, Bills at 59, Keely Ringo, corner from Georgia. Another faller, a guy that technique-wise and hip-wise I'm not in love with. Athletic-wise, he's a freak. Yep. <laughs> uh, one of the fastest quarters in this class. Uh, he relies on that a ton. But with this safeties, you can. <laughs> so this is honestly one of the perfect landing spots for him. He'd be their corner three, by the way. Uh <laughs> So that's well, it's nasty. I I think Andy Staples probably three or four months ago now. It was whenever national championship time suggested that maybe Keely Ringo turns into a safety at the NFL level. I'm into it. Sign me up and honestly go into the Bills and learning behind those two safeties and Poyer and Micah Hyde. That's your best case scenario, I think, in in terms of a succession plan. But if he doesn't work out a corner, I do think he has that ability and this would be an insane defense. That's yeah. I think he, this secondary would be complete <laughs> as yeah. always. They could stay healthy, which that's wasn't the case last year. Yeah. That's the other there. news. Demar Hamlin <laughs> cleared for activity that we forgot to mention that. So nice talking about even then he's still like a safety three. He probably uh, shouldn't play football. <laughs> uh, I know he got cleared. So maybe you should, I don't know. Uh, 60, the Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. Trenton Simpson linebacker out of Clemson. This is a bit of a fault to uh, elite athlete that I, you know, I have questions about what his fit is at the NFL level. I don't think he's a Mike linebacker. I think he's probably best suited as a pass rushing, uh, you know, uh, outside linebacker, but also that can drop into coverage. I don't know how high I'm drafting a will linebacker. And I think that's what he is here at 60 though. I think that's a perfect fit for the Bengals who they don't necessarily need linebackers, but they can go best player available as long as it's on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. I think they, I don't, I like, I obviously like Jack Campbell. I think that's pretty apparent Mm -hmm. from our talks, Um, but I do like Simpson and Sanders as well. Um, I just don't know how the league's going to value the linebackers. I know, but, I know those are the top three, and once they're followed, the people that want them are going to snag them, or once one's taken, maybe the other two go quickly. Uh, But this is how it goes here. Uh, Bears at 61, Isaiah Foskey, Ed's from Notre Dame, a guy that maybe a little earlier was getting first-round buzz. I think day two is where he fits perfectly, and getting edge help for this team makes the most sense. You get – Again, you get a dominant offensive tackle, you get a dominant defensive tackle, you get a good edge rusher. They're doing good. Yeah. Elite athlete with length, that's what the Bears are going to be looking for, and that's what Foskey brings. Uh, We just talked about Jack Campbell. The Eagles like to take day two linebackers. They don't like to take day one linebackers. Jack Campbell here uh, is an insane pick for them in terms of how he fits into their defensive scheme and the fact that he fell all the way here, they didn't have to technically move up though. I think they would if he started to fall, Um, but Jack Campbell, they lost um, God. Who's the linebacker uh, TJ Edwards. 
TJ, yeah. they just lost TJ Edwards. And I think Jack Campbell fits that role immediately. And mm-hmm. then you can toss him into more of a, a Mike linebacker role um, as he, you know, gets older. And, and yeah, again, they're, they're replacing lost assets with good, young athletic pieces, which is what the Eagles do. Uh, yep. And to finish this draft, 63 with the Chiefs, another follower, Jameer Gibbs, running back from Alabama. I don't care. Uh, I, I just don't <laughs> care about whoever they're going to have in this running back room. Jameer Gibbs will be the best running back day one. Uh, I think Pacheco played out of his mind. I think he deserves a spot to take, you know, the top back in this this team. Guess what, guys? Philip Lindsay earned his spot too, yep. and he's not really even on a roster. It happens. Yep. Also, he's not a valued pick. He worked out for one year. He won the Super Bowl. Doesn't mean he's going to be their starter for the next ten years. Jameer Gibbs is better, and they need wide receiver help. He fits both. They didn't bring back Jerick McKinnon. They haven't, at least. I was yet. gonna say no one has, and I think he gets signed after the draft, but not by the Chiefs now. <laughs> right. Well, then that's yeah. Here's so my takeaway from the second round because that concludes the draft. By the way, uh, Chiefs have the the last second round pick. We ignored running back until so after Bajan, we ignored it until sixty three, which. I don't necessarily think is going to be, you know, I, if I had to redo this, I probably would have taken Zach Charbonnet or Jameer Gibbs at 60 for the Bengals, knowing that Joe Mixon might not be on the team. Um, but, Fair. but the other piece of it is how good does the NFL think this la- or running back class is? I'm not sure, I guess. And I think they think it's really good, but they know it's really deep. And that's why I'm not sure. I think we get one in round one with a chance of Jameer Gibbs going really late. Yeah. Uh, and I think we I get know. one to three. At, I think we get like six or seven on day two, but I yeah. don't know how many in round two because we're going to be, people are going to be jumping at the bit to get these two safeties. They're going to be jumping at the bit to get the rest of the offensive linemen. They're going to be jumping at the bit, jumping at the bit to get the next tier of quarter and edge rusher, the last scraps of tight end. Filling in the D tackle, these nose tackles that are actually doing something and not just gaining weight and not showing it on tape uh, <laughs> with like Ika. So, and there's athletic freaks that are going to be going in round two and round three. So, there's a lot of people getting pushed up right now, and positions that aren't of value, like running back and linebacker, are going to fall. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I can see it for sure. I think. I think if I had to predict, I think we get three total running backs off the board by the end of round two. I think Charbonnet and Gibbs. I, I go think in that's round perfectly two. fair. Yeah. And and then there's been some buzz that Tajay Spears is going to fall due to medicals. So I'm not even certain that I would lock him into round three. I think I'd lock in probably five or six more into round three, but basically because of the comp picks. So I think we're going to see. Um, probably nine or 10 running backs off the board before the end of day two, which is a good number, a really good number, actually. All I know is I can guarantee the first two tiers of running backs to be off the board. Uh, unfortunately, that's only two running backs. So yeah, they're that's in fair. tiers of their own for yeah. a reason. Uh, yeah. And that's not the same tier. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Tank Bigsby, though. You know, I'm, I, I'm... I think Charbonnet... I like Tank more. A-Chain, so. Spears, Bigsby. Like, there's kind of a mixture there 
where it's kind of like a pick your poison. Um, yeah. Pick your but, fit, pick your scheme fit, you know? Yeah. All right. That'll do it for this mock draft. We did two rounds. Um, you know, we we're, we do have a Friday fix episode in, in the docket. However, I'm not certain if it'll get out before it, it should get out before the draft. Um, <laughs> we'll see but, how Christian's Friday goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and my Saturday, I do work this Saturday morning super early again. So uh, we'll see about that. We might be able to hit it this weekend. Um, what team was it? Commanders, I think. I honestly. Cowboys. Oh, yeah. We did. We did Commanders. No, we switched Commanders. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we might do that. Uh, TBD on draft plans. Um, so we'll, we'll keep you guys posted. Thank you guys for, for watching or listening. As always, subscribe. Do your thing. Uh, Randy, anything to add before we bounce? Uh, we're almost to the draft, guys. It's next week. Um, it stuck up on us a bit, and I'm That's very sneaky. excited. Uh, a lot of your rookie drafts for Dynasty, uh, they should be starting that next Monday, the 1st of May. Uh, that's yep. when all of the leagues I'm commissioner, that's when they're starting. So be ready. I'm hoping we can do an episode of mock right then, yeah. uh, but we'll see with our time. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be nuts, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm very pumped for that, especially in the one league. I have one one which is already a lock. What's going to happen. Deshaun's one one Uh, don't offer me a trade unless it's your whole team. I don't care. Fair. I'll be a, I'll be a bitch about this. I want Bajan. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's your pick, man. Do what you want. Um. Yeah. I mean, rookie drafts are right around the corner. TBD on that that show for sure. Um. You know, go check out the Football Guys rookie guide too, because that's what I'll be mm-hmm. working on the whole weekend of uh, the draft, which will be a lot of fun. Um. But that'll be. A crunch time. Um, I, I think it's st- it's still free right now. The 2.0 is still free. So go check that out, footballguys.com. Um, and yeah, like I said, we'll hope to get a, a Friday fix out. One more before we get to the draft. And then next week is the draft, which is super exciting. So, all right, Randy, let's get out of here. For Randy Hall, I'm Christian Williams. We'll talk to you guys next time. Later. Oh, 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 oh,